WBEZ Features is supported by Adler University, educating students to advance socially responsible practice, healthy communities, and a more just society. With degrees in psychology, counseling, public policy, and leadership. Adler.edu. Many Americans who lost jobs in the pandemic have turned to gig work with grocery and restaurant delivery services. Instacart, for example, more than doubled its labor force from 200,000 grocery shoppers last March to more than a half million today. WBEZ's Esther Yoon Kang spent some time with one Chicago-area Instacart worker. It's Friday morning, a few days after one of Chicago's big snows. And Michelle Harris has already been to three different towns in the western suburbs. I've been to Oak Park, uh, Maywood, and Westchester today. And now I'm here at the Aldi in Broadview. Broadview is a couple towns over from where Harris lives in Berwyn. Harris is a shopper and driver for Instacart, the online grocery delivery service. She's pushing a cart full of food separated into two sections for the two different people she's shopping for. I just have these three last items to get. They're actually right behind us, and then we'll be out of here. What are the last three things that this person wants? They're three different pizzas. And there's a lot of pizza in my cart right now, so I'm like, oh, pizza sounds good right now. Harris grabs three pies from the freezer and zooms toward the cash register. We're standing in line with masks on, and she tells me how she got her start with Instacart. I've been doing it since May. The pandemic shut down my business. Harris ran a vintage flea market in California for eight years until the coronavirus ended that. She moved to Berwyn in early March to be with her boyfriend just as pandemic life set in. I was like, I have to do something. I'm going through my savings like crazy. So I was like, I'll just do Instacart. Thinking I was like, oh, a month or two. So we're coming up to 10 months. And I'm like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm just, I'm tired. Like, I'm ready to call it quits. After checking out, she starts bagging the groceries, quickly but carefully putting fragile items together. I ask her, what's the weirdest item she's had to shop for? Oh, gosh. I, I've done Plan B, the Plan B pill, and I had to buy, a, like, a vibrator for somebody. Yeah, I mean, I don't judge. If that's what you want, then I'll get it for you. <laughs> Harris loads the bags into her cart and speed walks out of the store to the parking lot. After loading her trunk, she gets in her car and texts her customers to let them know she's on her way. Harris says it's all about speed when you're working for Instacart. When I go to a store, I don't want to sit there and just like, you know, let's let's go look over here, let's go look over there. It's like, you know what you're there for and you're trying to get out of there because time is money. Meaning the faster you get done with one order, the faster you can get to the next one. She aims to make at least $100 a day. The minimum she can earn per order is $7. But the good orders, where she'd earn $20 or more, are hard to come by, even with her close to five-star rating. I went from a 5 to a 4.98 with one four-star order. Instacart's algorithms take into account a worker's ratings when the app displays the available orders. The lower-rated shoppers, for example, see more lower-paying orders, where they'd only make 7 to $10, instead of the $30, $50, or even higher-paying ones. It's like a cycle, making sure you're on top of your game when it comes to customer service to be able to get that good rating to be able to get the good orders. And then there are the bots. Bots. <sighs> bots is a software that people use that link to the Instacart app. Harris says some Instacart workers set their bots to a certain amount to grab the higher-paying orders right away. It takes all the good orders, 
that's a hard one because there's people out there that are doing it like legit and we're kind of stuck picking up whatever the leftovers are. And sometimes customers are the problem. Like with tip baiting, that's when a customer promises a large tip to get a faster delivery but changes the amount after the order is fulfilled. We spend an hour or so just driving. It's a lot of time in the car. And that's Harris's biggest issue with this gig. There's a lot of wear and tear. I can't, like, I just don't want to keep doing it to my car. I mean, I'm okay with myself because I can heal and I can work on myself. But, like, if something happens to my car, like, it's really expensive. We pull up to the next delivery spot. Arrived. I think I'm going to back into their driveway. There's about nine inches of snow on the ground today. So Harris trudges through the sludge, carrying boxes of bottled water and brown paper bags to and from her car. After taking a photo as proof of delivery and uploading it to the app, she gets back in the car and refreshes the program. She's looking for new orders. So these are popping up down in here, but they're all Bolingbrook, St. Charles, Glendale Heights. I don't even know where Glendale Heights is. Oh, see, did you see the $61 order? Yeah. It like came and gone really fast. Like this one I would do. This was a, this is actually a good one. She settles on a batch of orders from Costco. Two deliveries that will earn her just over $30. She starts up the car again and heads toward the store. It's not all bad, Harris says. She likes setting her own schedule and learning about new foods as she shops. She also likes not having a boss over her shoulder. There's no micromanaging. And that's huge with me. But after 10 months of doing this five to seven days a week, she says she's tired. I'm at that point where I'm, I'm ready for whatever is out there so that I can stop doing this. Harris says she hopes her flea market business will pick up again soon. Meanwhile, she's still looking for a nine-to-five job with health insurance and other benefits. Esther Yunji Kang, WBEZ News.